Sagan. Good morning, Abdul Butt. How are you today? I'm good, Derek Sagan. How are you? I am great. I'm feeling for some bacon or no bacon. Bacon, no bacon. Bacon, no bacon. Bacon, no bacon on the Comedy Here Often platform. Yeah, man, we're... Uh... We're rolling on this thing, eh? We're getting a little bit, uh, a little bit more professional. The video quality's yeah. looking better. The audio's sounding good. Yeah, we should do a really like a clean bumper. Welcome, welcome to Bacon No Bacon, brought to you by the Comedy Here Often Network. Um, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Spot on, man. <laughs> Spot on, buddy. Perfect. Wow, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Perfect. <laughs> Perfecto. So you're back in Montreal. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, back in Montreal. Sorry. Yeah. Back home Wh- at the home where base. Was I? Oh, yeah. I was in you Ottawa, in Ottawa last week. man. That's yeah. right. That was in Ottawa last week. You got back, uh, what, on Sunday? Uh, Sunday night, yeah. We yeah? did a show Sunday, but I came home straight home after that. Oh. I had stuff to do on Monday morning. Okay. So how was uh how was how was it? Was it good? Good shows? Were they all yeah, packed? Yeah, we were fifty we, people well, packed. Fifty people packed. Yeah, we. Uh, I think only the Thursday night show wasn't at our max, but we still had like forty people or whatever, thirty-eight. Wow! But every other one we hit our max capacity, even Sunday. That's good to hear. Was it an earlier yeah. show on Sunday? How Which on, and on Thursday, I think we had zero sold for Sunday. So I think wow. everyone was calling last minute to try to go to the Saturday show. And they're like, well, we're sold out Saturday if you want to come Sunday. And so we ended up with 50 people that did that. That's great, man. At least you got some people out. It is. And it's, you know, we added the Sunday because we're not allowed to do late shows. Because uh, right now the code red or orange or whatever they're at in in Ottawa uh, meant that last call is 9 p.m. So you can't do, we can't do a late show. Everyone have to be out of bars by 10, 10 p.m. So wow. we couldn't even do, yeah, couldn't even do a late show. So um, so we added the Sunday show to kind of pick up at least one of one of the shows that we lost. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know what? It's not bad. I mean, for me as a comedian and for the people coming to the shows, you know, you're done by quarter to nine. You've still got time to do stuff. You can go home and, you know, make lunch like it's not so late that uh, yeah God. yeah it's yeah. not bad that's not a bad uh thing plus people now i feel are going to bed earlier so it's nice to get out earlier do something yeah. and you go home and you're just relaxed you don't have to worry about you know getting home it late feels early work. to be to be hustling to get ready you know like at 6 30 or yeah. whatever but um like in the summertime it wouldn't work for me at all when it's still daylight outside you yeah know, full day it's still full daylight at 6 30 in the summer yeah you don't, don't think like, so, no? I don't I don't like walking into the club when it's still light outside. Yeah. I know what you mean. Even though the yucks in Ottawa is in a basement, there's no worry about fucking sunlight sneaking into the room. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, it's uh it's definitely uh, better to do uh, later shows. I feel like yeah, you feel more I wonder what it is. I feel like you feel less you could say more. I don't know. It gets uh, there's something about the nighttime where like it gets got yeah, the you essence feel like of. I could, you're part of the nightlife. Yeah, yeah. this is a nightclub, not a afternoon fucking spa. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna say some shit in here. That's what it feels like. We're gonna say some shit. We're not gonna be worried about it because it's nighttime. The the kids are in bed. Although now it must be we're doing the Zoom shows. Have you done Zoom shows where there's kids in the room? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Gross. Yeah. What do you? Often, how do you do that? Do you tell them the? Can you get your kid out of the room? Can you? No, I just no. tell them you are a very terrible parent bad, because bad. I say cunt a lot. <laughs> I say cunt all the time, and your kid is going to hear it and he's going to be fucked up. You're a horrible parent. <coughs> how dare you? Uh, mm. It must be weird. Yeah, to just have kids in, in the room watching you on Zoom while you're doing stand up. What a weird fucking scenario. Yeah. I got a I got an email actually or a text from um, Tyler Schultz in um, Winnipeg, the guy that that runs Winnipeg, uh, the Rumors Club. Okay. They've been they've been shut down too in Winnipeg. Apparently, things took a turn there, so they're doing Zoom shows just to remain, you know, relevant, uh, alive, relevant and, yeah. and present in yeah. their market. You know, he asked me to do a Zoom show. They did one. Uh, I think they did one last night, and they're doing they're, they're doing them. At, I think every Friday. Yeah. I got I've got corporate zooms next Friday, so I wasn't able to do it. But maybe the one after that I'll do. But it's like just to show, like even the bubble in the maritime took one oh, dickhead. God, and the bubble burst. Let's see, it's, it's yeah, 
I haven't seen. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't follow up to see how it burst and what happened. Is that what it was? Was there one person kind of? Or? It was like uh, uh, you know, um, like a, a get together, like a private gathering. Yeah. Uh, but like that broke the rules. So I think there was. They said there was ninety people at this private gathering. Oh God! And it rounded. Maybe it was a conf- communion or who knows what it was. Right? Yeah. Um. But from there, those 90 people went off to various bars. They all split off. Oh, no. So, yeah, so it went, it ended up being propagated in several different establishments. Oh, man. They traced it back to this one. And what was, do you know what the rules were in the Maritimes? Was it a question of, uh, like, was the 90 people already against the law? Like, what were the rules? Like, was it 50? I think so. I think they're at like a 10, like a private. Ten, I don't know. Wow. I don't, yeah, I no, probably sure. probably something like that, I imagine. It's probably nothing crazy. I mean, they weren't mm-hmm. at like a venue, right? Like where you'd be allowed 50 people? It was just like kind of a get-together? I didn't get all the details. Okay. Gosh, just, uh, what a fucking Jesus. Yeah. And they were so close, you know? So and that's apparently, all it takes. Apparently, apparently the... I think it was a Quebecois person that brought it in or something. Of like course. It, like it still falls on us. Oh, God. The Quebecers are just weird. Oh, there, oh, there it is. Been there it is. That one out for a Baby's while. been burped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Quebecers, man, we're, we've we've uh, we've been getting a bad rap. Uh, and dude, I think yeah. it's just they're uh, they're not taking it serious. I, I feel like in Quebec, especially, I went to in certain areas. I find the small regions or whatever. We were out filming yesterday, and I went to uh, I was on the south uh, south shore in Saint Constant. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and I went, uh, I had to drop off, I had a package for FedEx, my laptop, I had to send to FedEx, I had to right, I had right. to bring, so I dropped it off, and the FedEx, which I've never knew this before, the FedEx is in a Super C. I've never seen that, in a grocery store. No, me neither. Yeah, they yeah, have no, like a really. locker, I just Googled it, and I show up, and I'm like, a Super C, and then they've got a sign outside, so I go, okay, it must be here. And then you go in, and they just have like a lockbox, basically. So they open the lockbox, you put like your package a, okay, in. Okay, a drop off. Yeah. Thing. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. the guy will come pick it up at the end of the day. So I brought my so laptop to- there, and it was just like people were. Wa- it was packed. People were like totally not the mask, like half down. One guy had his mask, like this old French dude had his mask flipped up like this. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're totally not. Your mouth is fucking half open. What are you doing? You're blind. You're wearing a blindfold, basically. You're wearing a blindfold. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand the concept. Je comprends pas. But yeah, yeah, Angela, Angela and I were talking about that yesterday. Is that They're going to bingo halls and shit. Like, what the hell is going on? Of, like, obviously, we need, to, we need grocery, whatever, but thousands of small business, being restaurants and bars, yeah. um, are shut down. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, yet Walmart and Costco and these places, and you go there, and there's there's no social distancing. Oh it's no, there isn't. Fighting yeah. to get at the grapes, as see, and <laughs> so I, I don't know. It feels like again. I mean, I don't have the solution. That I think it feels know, we're losing a handle for, on it for the economy. For yeah. the economy, it feels like we're again, even in the middle midst of a pandemic, we're giving special privilege to the already mega rich. Right, like the the Walmart. How yeah. about shut Walmart? Yeah. Right, and open the small local bookstore. Open the small, you know, uh, appliance place. The you know, like let the smaller one open. But although they haven't shut down, well, any the, of the they stores, are so open. Though the small the stores, grocery yeah. stores are open. They're not shut down. It's it's up to the people to go to those small stores. The problem is yeah. people are not going. People are using that. Ex- you know, like. They didn't shut them down. Go, stop saying go. Just go do your groceries yeah. at that small fruit store. They they're still open. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's uh, we're losing track. I think we're looking for excuses or complaints, and everybody's upset. Uh, but small stores, I don't think, are shut down unless you're, no, you're selling right. something right. that is non-essential, like literally non-essential. But otherwise, you're allowed to go uh, to a small store and buy your fruits and vegetables. And like we go to the IGA, like, we can go to Big Box. We go to the IGA here. It's a, f- a family-owned IGA, and there's it's small. Yeah, it's not too. gigantic, and so we go there, you know. And there's no other small places in town. My but my dad goes down. His friend owns a owns a fruit store in uh, close to uh, I think it's like close to the Jewish General, like in Cote Saint Lucas type of area. Okay. 
and uh, he supports him, and he buys all his fruit from them from every time. He goes there every week. He drives down and gets all his fruit, and they're super nice. They put it all in a basket for him in a box, and they bring it out. Like, they, they're doing, you know, you could do that. It's not a thing that nobody could do. I mean, people are just... I think yeah, I think we're losing a handle on like ourselves. The government's kind of still trying to follow the same guidelines, but I think people right. are slowly starting to like untwine and go, "I ah fuck it," or "I don't care anymore," or "I'm tired." And because and, like the government says it's fine, so let's go to Walmart. It's cheaper there and whatever. And I you do know. one stop. That- you don't got to do ten different stops. You go to a bookstore, a fruit store. Uh, you know, That's so it. you get, get everything it. at one place. I mean, that's why the place is so successful to begin with. But the bottom, for me, the bottom line is that they've shut all the restaurant and bar. Yeah. And yet the numbers are not changing. No, and yeah. It's well, been over two months now. So it's, it's not uh, the I restaurants. See, let's try bars. something else. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Well, the thing that we have to try is the people not getting together in their homes. That's what we need to do because that's really where it is getting uh, transferred. You just finished, you said it right. Perfect example in the Maritimes. In the, yeah, in the Brunswick. That's exactly what's happening. It's the it's the people getting together in their houses going, well, nah, it's not us, you know. Ah, fuck, don't worry. Don't worry, buddy. Come on over, man. The fight's on yeah. tonight. The fight's on, man. Come over, man. We're going to hang yeah. out and fucking... No, that's not... That's the point. We're not supposed to be doing that. The school, but I mean, if that's like, all they do, it's not a big deal. But they do that, and then they go to Walmart and fucking uh, well, a yeah, and or then a they're or whatever. and they're not going to keep their circles small. Like I get it gets annoying. Like I would love to just have a small circle. I'd love to have like okay, you're allowed to see two of your friends, and that's it. And then you, your two friends choose; they have to just stay with you, and that's it. Like you can just have a small group of people. Uh, that get together, then it's fine. But we're all just going, well, it's just us, man. We're going to hang out with the three of us, right? And then tomorrow I'm going to go hang out with like four other guys. And then and then maybe I'll go to like my friend's house the day after and watch fucking boxing. So it's just like it doesn't fucking stop because people don't understand the concept of... I, I Propagation. Don't, I, yeah, just don't go to a bunch of other places. I get if you want to yeah. break the rule a little bit. It's so annoying to just stay at home and not see anyone. So you want to just go outside, see your friend from a distance, hang out for an hour outside, have a cigarette, talk to each other, whatever. That's fine. you know. But then you're like, oh, I'm going to go see another guy after and another guy. I was and watching a... Lick, and I'm going to lick them all. Yeah, well, <laughs> dude, I was watching a... Who's that? I was watching someone <coughs> podcast in the States, a comedian, and they were just like, yeah, you got to stay home, wear your mask. Yeah, I don't want to name names, but yeah, they're like, stay home, you know, don't try not to go out too much. If you do, go wear your mask. And then they're talking about celebrating Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, and they're like... Oh, I'm going to go. I got three houses I'm going to. I'm going to go to this guy's house. We're going to get together. Don't worry. We'll be wearing masks. And then we're going to go to the next guy's house to see him. And it's like, dude, you're not, you're doing it all wrong. Like, yeah. it's not exactly what you should be doing. But, man, well, I don't know. I hope people just fucking get it together and, like, understand. Just get patience, man. I know it sucks. But just find the patience. Stay it with your family. Suck. It's really starting to suck more and more. But, uh, how is your mom's place doing where she is, the residence? Uh, they're not, they haven't locked the, the first wave. They locked them in. They weren't allowed to leave even. Like they locked yeah. the garage. They couldn't drive out and stuff. This time, at least they're still free to go do grocery and stuff. Okay. But we're not allowed to go visit. There's no visitors allowed. Wow. So can your mom technically leave to go like She can. Visit I told her, pop, yeah. I, t- I told by. her to take an online plumbing class yeah. so that she would be allowed to come <laughs> to fucking fix my drain. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the only way I can visit with my mom is if she's a plumber or uh, some other essential service. But see, that's what I, that's what's annoying is like, those are the things that we should be allowed to do and we could be allowed to do if people would just not fucking go party. You know, like seeing your parents is important. Seeing anyone elderly that needs a little hand to do stuff is important. But I mean, hanging out with your friends all the time and different ones, it's not fucking helping this situation. No. I'm actually, uh, I'm doing a, believe it or not, I I was the chosen one. uh, I'm doing a campaign for the government of Quebec to tell people (laughs) to... to, (laughs) 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 To tell people to stay home and, and... so the because of the new rule there the uh, the <laughs> September sh- shut up <laughs> they might listen to this man I'm a great spokesmodel <laughs> oh uh, man because of the thing on uh, December 24th December 24th to 27th we were allowed to have up to 10 yeah. people for the holiday dinner or whatever 
Yeah. But the principle is they understand that it's gonna it would suck too hard. It's just too much. So they're you're allowed to have people at your house up to ten to yeah. be reasonable. Yeah. Uh, is that the whole family? In a lot of cases, no, it's not the whole family. I mean, we live in Quebec. I see some some families in Quebec have seventeen kids in them. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> But the the the, tr- the trick, like you said, and it's to keep you the people that you love the most safe, the people that you miss so much that it would suck too bad to not be able to see. Do it for them, right? Yeah, if, exactly. If you're yeah. expecting you, you know your your sister and your mother and their family to come on on Christmas Eve, bang, for as of like the 15th of December, as soon as you finish work, as soon as your holiday start, just stay home. Yeah, you know. One person go to the grocery store, masked up and careful and sanitize, and <clears throat> and then this, again, I think the government is pre- pretty well obliged employer to prolong. <clears throat> you know, often we start back on the fourth or whatever of January. Yeah, I think the government is encouraging everybody to make the first day back the eleventh of January, so that people have time to isolate after they've had the little, you know, their little get together to make sure that there's been you know ten to fourteen day. To yeah. know if anybody's got symptom or but whatever. But is, is that a sure like done deal, or if like the numbers skyrocket, are they going to cancel that? Well, uh, it's a done. De- I mean, I start shooting it tomorrow, so <laughs> no. But like, <laughs> I know the. <laughs> I know your contract I mean, yeah, maybe is a we'll done deal. Shoot the ads, and then all of a sudden we need to shoot new ads. The new ads have got to say like, nope, everything's canceled. Everybody panic. Well, again. I mean, they're going to shoot them and hope for the best. But if it does get canceled, then they're just going to not air the commercial. That's all. But you'll yeah. get paid, I imagine. You signed a contract yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, you got to sign that contract. Yeah, remember the last time the government yeah, they're of leaving Quebec, that- with, with Lotto Quebec. Remember, I got fucked with that. Uh, right. Right, kept six Friday Saturday, yeah, off the books, yeah. But that was because diff- they said they said it was a done deal, and then a month before they're like, yeah, now finally we're gonna go with somebody in house. Like, oh what? man, dude, that was anyway, a dirty but no, idea. Let's uh, not get into that. I, I can't see the, the you know, like you said, people are already not being careful, so I, I can't see numbers skyrocketing. I would honestly though, I would like to see something. Try something different. Something like, you know, speak to the people like, okay, this isn't working. Uh, We're going to try to reopen restaurant and have major parameter. I mean, the restaurant would fucking love to open. Like you can only have, you know, 20% of your capacity. Yeah. You know, I'm sure so many restaurants, I would love to serve 40 people in a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to keep my my shit going, keep my equipment running, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Kitchen equipment that stays off for see two month, it it could shit could go wrong like yeah. a car if it yeah, sits yeah, there yeah. too long it's it's gonna it shit deteriorates. <clears throat> so try that and then close the big places. Close the the big the big places. Yeah, yeah. It's know. it's a very sticky situation with a lot the of the schools. It, like they're trying something with the schools. The school are are. Uh, they're closing a week earlier. Okay. For the holiday. Yeah. Um. Uh, like the distance learning, they're gonna be distance learning that last week. Okay. Which, let's be honest, well, you remember being in school the last week before the holidays or the last week before uh, summer vacation. There's not a lot of teaching going on. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. It's mostly just pizza parties and hanging and out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. That's so I don't think they're losing deal. pedagogically. I don't think they're losing out on a lot of things. Uh, but they're doing that, so they're going to shut down that down a week early. Uh, now I I don't know what the teacher do though, like because at at uh, Andy's school, yeah, there's been like we've gotten like four memos, whatever about there's been a COVID case, but don't worry if you didn't get a specific communique, uh, it means that your kid was not whatever they're in, in contact, contact. Yeah, and apparently Andy was saying that like all five of those cases have been teacher or staff, right? So. I wonder when they shut the school down for the kid, did the teacher still go and do their distance teaching from the school? I don't Anyway, I don't I just feel like the number aren't changing. The number are still up at yeah. 12, 13, 1400 every day. Uh by could then maybe it wasn't the restaurant fault, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely um, not. It's bars definitely not. I kind of get. I think what they I think why they do that is maybe because they figure like people are going to go out to a restaurant or go to a bar. Uh, afterwards, let's say they close at nine, for example, or ten. 
afterwards they're going to go, well, just come by to my place. We're all hammered. So we're not thinking. So I think that's what the restaurant and bar scene is where they're trying to kill it is just because people tend to get a little tipsy and then they go, well, don't worry. I'm careless now and I'm going to fucking go party. (laughs) So it, it changes. I think that's mostly what it is. That's why takeout's not a bad idea. If you can do takeout, just do that because people can just go home and eat, eat at home. It's just a question of if people were not fucking, didn't have to be babied, we'd be fine. Companies wouldn't have to suffer so much, but everybody's got to be babied and you got to tell them and keep telling them for them to understand. They still go, well, not me. I'm not the one. And then it keeps going. So that's why we're at this spot and restaurants have to shut down and they're getting fucking penalized. Comedians have to stay home because we're fucking being penalized. Artists, everybody has to because people don't know how to just, you know, enjoy while you're there and then just go home and fucking do your thing and that's it. But don't overdo it. But we're just getting too out of hand. I think the self-control thing is a little bit tough for people. Yeah, I mean, like that example in New Brunswick is gonna is already gonna contradict what I'm about to say. But <clears throat> you go to a restaurant yeah. and uh, have a get a bit tipsy and like, okay, hey, that one other couple, like you know, you know, that one, one, let's just go back to my place. Let's get out of this place that have 20 people in it. Let's go back to my place and we'll just be the four of us. Yeah, I don't see that as an issue. Uh, the issue is where people uh, either feel symptom and they're like, ah, I'm sure it's nothing. And then, okay, no, you. We, this is a time to be over vigilant. See, you have a yeah. s- sniffle. Chris, don't see anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I keep, because <laughs> the whole smell and taste symptom, you know, yeah, like when yeah. you smell. I'm like, I don't know if I have a great sense of taste to begin with. I'm a smoker <laughs> and I'm like. You know, you or you. I taste something, and I'm like, "This isn't what it normally tastes like." And then, then you, oh, good, it's just passé that. You know, it's just uh, expired. <laughs> oh, good. That's why it's, I'm just giving myself fucking salmonella. I don't have fucking. <laughs> I don't have the COVID. Uh, yeah. Did you uh, switch gears here and go to the old getting screwed by companies? Did you see the uh, Dave Chappelle uh, little yeah. thing he put out on Facebook? How cool is that? Yeah, that was pretty wild. I don't know if people saw it, everyone saw it, but yeah, Dave Chappelle basically put out like sort of a mini, not special, but like a mini set of him calling out the Comedy Central for not, for making him sign a contract that didn't really give him any royalties or anything at, at the end of the day. And now they're just pumping out the shit out of Chappelle's show and making money off of it. And he's not getting a dime. Well, in the, well, in the, um, I think it's because he was in breach of contract, so they didn't. They don't have to pay him the royalties after. Oh, because he broke the contract. Oh, um, mother of so, hell! Yeah. That's so bad. what happened was if that's what so happened. Comedy, Comedy Central sold it to Netflix, and then Netflix started running it all without him even knowing. Like it's yeah. It's one thing to like you're in the breach of contract, so we don't have to pay you the royalties. That's fine. Masam is just courtesy. The show is called Chappelle Show, yeah. starring Dave Chappelle. Maybe a little fucking greeting card saying, Dear Dave, look for yourself on Netflix coming this week or whatever. Yeah. They didn't even tell him. Like yeah. he all of a sudden is on Netflix and he's like, What the fuck? Chappelle. So so Comedy Central didn't let him know. Netflix didn't let him know. And in Netflix Netflix defense they probably assumed that he was notified and that maybe he was getting a cut of it. Like Netflix is yeah. just negotiating a thing. Uh, and then Dave called Netflix because he's been working with Netflix, right? He's been doing, he's done like three specials yeah, or four specials. specials for them. So he called them and said, um, you putting that on there, here's the story. And th- those people treated me very badly. They didn't even tell me that they, they had sold you the show. Um, so it really hurts me to have it running on your platform. Yeah. Um, I wanted you to know that. And Netflix said, oh my gosh, Dave, we did not know we are taking it off. And they took it off the platform. Yeah, it's a great move, man. I think it's I think it's good for them. Uh, and it sucks for him a lot, man. It sucks. I mean, I think every... <laughs> coincidentally, think, did you get the email this week that uh, Netflix no. is going up by $3 a month? No, I didn't. <laughs> they got to recoup that money that they uh, put out for the Chappelle show, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Three bucks a month, Netflix is going uh, up to 18 Fucking Netflix, you assholes. Now you're fucking charging us. <laughs> Fuck Chappelle and his yeah. feelings. <laughs> uh, no, it, uh, I want my $3. <laughs> I think we've all been, like, I, I think if you've been in show business long enough, you've all, everyone's experienced a fucking dick move from a company like that. 
and it hurts watching it i was like oh yes fucking yes you know because you can never like i mean we're not at the financial point where i could just call out fucking a huge company right and just you know say what i even though sometimes i say things that i probably shouldn't but you you know you, you we're not at that point where you could do that and he is and man did he ever get screwed so i feel ex- like i know what he's I mean, imagine the money behind it. You know how much money yeah, he would have made? Whoever made that like decision at Netflix. Tens of millions of dollars, I imagine. Yeah. like Whoever made you, that, that call at Netflix is probably like, wow, we could not have asked for better PR because now Dave is talking about it publicly yeah. and what what, what good what a good shits Netflix are and, you know, like the PR that they're getting out yeah. of it is, is priceless, so... Yeah, I've lost money and I'm and, I, and it ain't tens of millions and I was pissed. So I could imagine, dude, imagine losing yeah. tens of millions. I I mean, any comedian who shits on that is fucking probably never done anything decent anyway, so they they've never dealt with contracts at that level cuz it's or any level that's like hurts. <laughs> cuz when you and get I, when you get a contract that hurts, man, and it, and you get yeah. ripped off there, ah, uh, that hurts, man. That's a big fucking chunk. Yeah. Yeah, it's a well, lot. That, that that Lotto Quebec thing, it was dude. 50, that's a lot. Fifty some grand that yeah. I lost. Yeah, I've in I've lost. Yeah, call. man. It's uh, yeah, in one phone call, that's it. And people don't. But I, man, I it wonder. Hurts. I wonder if Netflix and Chappelle will continue to talk, and Netflix maybe be like, "Listen, I know legally we don't owe you anything, and we did pay Comedy Central this amount of money for this." If they did, I don't know if they did. I wonder maybe if they they'll say. To, but I wonder if they'll say to to Dave and be like. Dave, is there an amount of money that we could also that we could give you for yeah. pain and suffering or whatever that would make you not be hurt if we we put the show on the network? Yeah, I mean it's gonna it's content for them. So I mean, if they have to pay him out of pocket on the side, I mean, I I, I don't think that's a terrible. I mean, if it was me in that position, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't see how you're gonna what, get around it. I mean, I don't know. You think he's gonna? I don't think he has any legal recourse. That's probably why he, he did it exactly. publicly. He has no legal recourse, yeah. and Netflix was not. Netflix would have been completely within their rights to continue airing it. So they didn't. They pulled it off. Masalm, like you said, they've paid tens of millions. Who knows what it is? Maybe they paid twenty-five millions for the, the for yeah, the Chappelle show across all the platforms. I mean, like in all the countries or whatever. <clears throat> um, what's another? You know, like Dave would would you know would. Eight million, you know, for something that you did twenty years ago. Yeah, that, that you wouldn't that, have. You have no legal. Less. Yeah, to, you have no legal recourse, anyways. Like, here's a chunk of money. Yeah, that's not. I mean, I, I know I wouldn't be so upset about. I mean, who knows? Too again, you don't know how how bad it hurts him, so it might yeah. still be something where he'd be like, "Fuck you, I'm not taking that money." And he's also said that he doesn't need the like. He had no money. He made he made almost no money, and that's he said in that little excerpt that you talked about. He said that at the show, you know, how could you leave that? What the fuck? The dog just fell down the stairs. <laughs> uh, she's got an operation too. Like she was wearing a cone, and I took the cone off because she goes outside and like she sniffing around in the ground. She's just digging up mud in the cone. So she comes in now. There's just a cone full of mud. <laughs> <laughs> the, I other hope day it's it was, the other day it was snowing outside she comes in the cones just full of snow because she's like <laughs> i'm like if we left her out there too long she would have drowned us see <laughs> uh, you gotta um, watch that pup yeah but, uh, anyway so dave um i i i can't imagine that netflix isn't at least angling for that to see what he thinks um, but he even said in that, again, in that little excerpt, people were like, oh, you must have made so much money on that show. No, because he broke the contract. Yeah. They didn't give him anything after the fact. And dude, and- you know how much money that show must have pulled in? That show, like if you think about like Seinfeld uh, making like a billion dollars and Larry David making a billion dollars, and then you think about all the network executives and how much money they must have made on Seinfeld. Yeah. If you look at Chappelle's show, that show was the most sold DVD at that time was like it was blew it? yeah it blew everything out of the water when they released oh. that in on DVD it sold out like it sold so fast they sold it was it was a record it was the most DVDs ever sold wow. uh, of any TV show of any kind it would just it exploded dude that show was so popular so if you think about what he lost he lost like man who knows he could have lost a billion i don't know what he lost but he probably lost 
hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. Wow. If you think of how big it is, man, that show today, you could still watch all of that seasons, like those two seasons, and it's all still so funny and great. And I wonder, like, guys like Neil Brennan, who worked on the show, was co-creator. And yeah, it depends on because their contract. Because he, he technically wasn't in breach of contract, even though I'm sure he was in solidarity because he's a good guy, I guess. And Actually, no, man. At, at the time, at the time, dude, I remember it. I went to go see Chappelle. I think it was like two or three years after it happened. Chappelle came back and did shows in Toronto. It was his first shows back. He did shows mm -hmm. in Toronto, and a friend of mine's dad bought tickets on eBay. At that time, it was like eBay was like a hot thing, and he was just like right. hooked on it. He was like, oh, I'm just going to whatever I could bid on, and I get. And mm -hmm. he won two tickets to Chappelle's stand-up show in Toronto. And he gave them to us. And we we're like 18 or 19. We drove down from Montreal. We got in after work. We were both working for his dad at the time at his garage. And we drove down to Toronto to watch Chappelle. And we spent a couple nights in Toronto and we went to the show. And at the show, he said it at this, uh, off the top. He was talking about everything that went down. And he talked about how he was so pissed that I think Donnell and, and Neil Brennan both because they kept going on with the show. They did the third season. I think Donnell hosted the third huh. season of it. Like they did like the lost episodes or like season three, the lost episodes. So it's like all sketches that they already pre filmed and they were able right. to use. Or that they scrapped that they decided yeah, not yeah. to use. And, yeah. So they just wanted to keep it going. And which, again, dirty move, like super dirty move to just keep a show going and the guy's not even on the show. So and those guys are probably making the tens they and probably, of millions of dollars because they didn't I'm, breach yeah, their contract. Maybe. I don't know how much money they made, but they definitely made a few. They made some money. And now I think he's good with them. But yeah, at the time, I remember him saying like, fucking, I thought these guys were my friends. And then they... How do you go on and keep doing a show, a Chappelle show, when Chappelle ain't even on the fucking show? It was pretty funny. Like, he just ripped into them and, and everything. But, yeah, I remember at the time he was really pissed. He wasn't happy about it. And I'm sure, right. man, dude, it must hurt. Like, not only do you lose a huge contract, but also your friends fucking just throw you under the bus and try to keep it rolling. Like, yeah, it's pretty dirty. So he had a hard time, man. And I get – I feel like that's probably why he's so raw and real now. Like, he's probably – been hurt so hard that he just doesn't give a fuck you know yeah and like he said he was not poor but i mean like when he walked away from that he had no more money coming in yeah uh and so you know you burn through that money and but then he's like then i come back and i'm doing okay now i'm rich again yeah i'm rich so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah and people listen to me so yeah it's a hell of a it's career man that's a, the it's a good i think that's what this business is is like how much of a beating you can take like you mm. take a beating in this business, no matter how successful or like whatever range you're at, you take a beating. And I guess the longer you stay in, the longer you could take a beating, the bet, like it's basically what just, you know, describes your longevity in this career. I mean, the yeah, most, I guess it's a fucking dirty, like, dude, you had a contract is, and, and he it is. gets pulled from you. Like what your contract, I remember at the time I was like, oh, that's like a lot of fucking money, man. Like it just disappears. Like they just, and it's off a bullshit thing where it's like the, maybe the producer's friend was like, the, you know, they changed directors and directors like, you know what? I think I'd rather go with this guy because they're friends yeah. and that's it. You just, you just lost a gig that you were fucking signed, not signed, but like you were all lined up to do. You thought it was going to go through. You're super excited about it. It hurts. It toys with your emotions. That's for sure. Well, and in his case, it was just, it was, he came to that realization that, oh my God, they're, they're not laughing for the right reasons. They don't like these sketches for the right reason. They're yeah. laughing at the, the minority struggle and the, you know, the mistreatment of African America. They're laughing at that. Yeah. I'm trying to make fun of it to yeah. raise awareness. And it's totally, even these executives who are supposed to be smart are missing the fucking point. It's yeah, like, I course. can't do this anymore. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm out. Yeah, um, so he tough. pulled the plug on himself. Anyway, uh, that said, uh, I, uh, Richard Pryor is my favorite comedian of all time. Yeah. Um, but lately, I've just been re-looking at some of Chappelle's work, and I'm like, this guy, he may be the greatest of all time. Because he, not only hilarious, remember like remember that couple of years ago when um, Nanette, I think it was called? Yeah, Hannah, 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 Gadsby? Hannah Gadsby, yeah. She won the comedy thing of the year, and it was great, but I was like, I don't know how comedy this was. But now that 
uh, upon it, it's good for her it's it's great because she was saying something and it was in at times quite funny yeah that's where Chappelle is now he says such real things yeah um and yet we'll have a joke in there as well like there's no reason why you have to if you're talking about something serious it doesn't have to be serious from start to finish people are able to you know it almost helps to get the point across yeah like, oh god i'm feeling uncomfortable now i'm starting to feel uncomfortable yeah you gotta oh, build good, it. a dick joke good a good dick joke and then i'm like okay i'm feeling more at ease yeah he's the fucking greatest and his his tempo his his fuck he's just so his cool. rhythm like, yeah his rhythm I've, and the way he can hold a hold I've the story got, yeah, yeah. i've got this i have got you guys and yeah. i have a good point to make so yeah. i am super i know and in 15 minutes where i'm getting to yeah so all of this is is just fucking i have i have cz this thing yeah and he he holds you anyway it's a great point. Uh, every man. time I watch him talk now, I'm like, this fucking guy. First, you get the sense that he does not give a fuck. Yeah. About his family and his little life is fine. When he's on stage, if this hurt your feeling, don't give a fuck. You know, like. Yeah, I think that's what I was saying. I think that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, like a thickness of skin he's built from being fucked over so hard that you just like, you go, you know what your, your bottom is. And you've can't, you've come out of it, and and mm. now you're like you know what I, do, I don't care like I I tried to I feel like that had happened a little bit of it happened to me in that sense with me I I don't give a shit as much because of how hard I was before I used to be like well do they like it do they want it do they care are they gonna do right. this are they gonna change now I'm like I don't give a fuck because I got hurt so bad that I go I don't give a fuck because I can't that- feel any worse. There's a realization I've come to recently too that um see I uh so try so hard to dance around everybody's sensibility and yeah. you know let don't talk about this cuz it might offend some people and then after all these years I've realized even though I try to do all that people will people will they'll be find angry something or whatever they'll find they'll something they'll find something so why am I even bothering why exactly honor my own voice yeah i can say what it is it's going to offend who it's going to offend that's their problem exactly it's not my problem yeah because i know that my intention is not to hurt them yeah it's not to offend them i'm just speaking i'm speaking i'm speaking my truth i'm trying to make them laugh yeah i'm trying to maybe you know convey some kind of message perhaps sometime i'm just telling a fucking dick joke and yeah. it's really just that i just want people yeah. to fucking laugh at it yeah. Other times I do have a point and there's something that I'm trying to say and share, but it's never to hurt anybody else. Uh, except like, unless you're picking on one specific person, like fuck Donald Trump and blah, 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 here's a Donald yeah. Trump joke. He's a dickhead. Uh, I don't care if he gets hurt by that because I really think he's a bad person, but um, so no, I'm not trying to shock or offend or see scratch anybody's wound. Yeah. Uh, and I found myself lately caring less about dancing around yeah. sensibilities and dancing around things that may be sensitive. Fuck it, just say it. Let's see. Well, yeah, it's emotionally draining to always fucking think of everyone else's like, you know, well, if I say someone's going to get upset or they're going to do this or then they put they put their issue on you because of what you said and you're like, "No, that's not what I fucking said. Don't bring that shit on me. Keep that in your right. realm." Don't add that to my fucking cake here. I don't need this. That's not what and, it, <laughs> and I now meant I say all. that now we're coming into corporate season where I've got a bunch of corporate Zoom shows and that where that's my job is to dance around all these people's sensibility. Yeah. And that's why inevitably I don't find myself as good in those things. Like it's, yeah. you know, you, you handcuff me that I can't talk about this. I can't talk about that. Don't swear. Deja don't swear. That means I'm focusing 10 times harder on the word that I'm going to use. Yeah, yeah. So I can't even, I can't even, you know, focus on the rhythm and the, you know, the sneak attack of a punchline. and yeah. You know, like fucking have to do fifteen minutes about the weather, SC, because yeah. they don't want me to talk about anything that's Gosh. actually important and people care about. I hate those. I hate that, like always having to dance around it. But you know what? But when I, I was... also like having food in the house, yeah. so I have to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's a it's a good point what you said about Chappelle, how he like he handles the room. As I was watching that, I was thinking, I thought this guy is like he's like an insightful Bill Cosby. He can hold a room like Bill Cosby. I've only ever seen Bill Cosby do this, man. And I, watching it, I, I was like stunned at how well he can hold a room. Yeah, he's tell sitting his down story. Now, eh, Dave? Yeah, 
Yeah, sitting yeah. Sitting down, smoking. Sitting down a lot, yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, he's. it's very Cosby-like. It's very Cosby in the sense where he can just hold a room and he's not nervous or he's he knows where he's going. He's super confident, knows where he's going, knows what he's going to say, exactly like you said. Uh, and yeah, but he's very insightful. Cosby will like hit you with these quirky little jokes throughout it, throughout his story. But uh, Dave Chappelle hit you with the jokes, but at the end of it, you get something that makes you think. You're very clear on his point of view on whatever it is he was just talking about anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's uh he's very uh he's very good at uh holding a room. It's very Cosby-ish with uh with some yeah, fucking a point. It's like a mix of Cosby and fucking George Carlin. Prior. Prior, prior yeah, prior. Cuz Prior was talking about like as much as Carlin pushed the envelope and you know revolutionized stand up, uh Prior really talked about that the those the unspeakable the things, the bullshit things that, that talk yeah, about, you know? yeah. Uh, where Dave will too. Dave will do it on a private, on a, you know, some private things, but also, but more on a, just things that in general that people shy away from because yeah. it's so, yeah, it's so risky to divisive. talk about now. Yeah, you it's can't it. say yeah. anything about certain things. So yeah, it gets a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was great. I think it was really cool that he did that. It was fucking awesome to see. Uh, and you got to give props to up. Netflix too. You got to give props yes, to Netflix 100%. for because legally they had no obligation. They just they cherished their relationship with this man more. Well, yeah, than, you don't want to piss off Dave Chappelle, dude. When you're making fucking, you know how many you know how many specials that guy churn, is churning out on Netflix, and and like that's a money maker for you. Like you're not gonna piss him off. I mean, that's like. But it wouldn't be surprising for executives of a network to not have the foresight to realize that. Oh, no, yeah. For we're sure. in our legal rights. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, and then yeah. realize 10 years later, oh my God, that's that was the day our business went out of fucking yeah. business when we fucked Dave Chappelle over. And then all of a sudden he went over to Hulu or whatever. <laughs> no, no. Hulu's the. <laughs> uh, whatever that network imagine was. Imagine being that, that one executive. The, <laughs> yeah, man, that one executive that made that bad move and now Hulu's the fucking king yeah. of the streaming world. <laughs> You're like you go down Crave. as that asshole. Crave took over the world. Crave. Dave Chappelle moves on to Crave. That's funny, man. That's fucking funny. Yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, you're not gonna ruin the relationship with him, man. That guy has been a money maker. Because if you think about it, he can probably do like. Remember, like Louis C.K. did at the start before everything went down. He did. He started just selling his special on his website. And he made like a ton of money doing that, like just millions yeah. within a for week. For five bucks too. For five bucks. For five bucks. So Chappelle could do that, no doubt. He could just put that on on a website or anywhere and just sell it all. Oh, is your dog? Can we? Yeah, she's gonna throw up. Can all we right. take a timeout? Yeah, we'll take a timeout. <laughs> a little timeout. Timeout, everybody. Timeout. <laughs> timeout. Offense. Sorry about that. That was my fault. Uh, I had a little bit. Uh, there was a little jump cut there, but it's just because I went. Did the dog puke? The, the dog. She was. Ugh. And I had way too much to drink last night, so I was starting to feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so during the timeout, I went and took a couple of Tylenol and brought myself some some liquids back. <laughs> oh, Derek, fuck! You you, you drank. Uh, what were you drinking last night? What was your uh, drink of Just choice? Beer. Just, beer? Just beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drinking some beers, hanging out. Of course, like, but I started early. I started. I was working on. The, I'm doing a debaters in two weeks. Uh, oh like yeah, a, cool. Like a private one there. Like yeah, yeah. For the CBC, but. The, the with Richard side yeah the live ones so I was working on the script and um started just drinking beers at, and after I was I guess I didn't eat or whatever but after two beer I'm like oh that's the worst I was starting to feel and I'm like I'm just writing gibberish now I'm like yeah <laughs> and another thing that I don't like <laughs> totally uh, off topic. What the hell is he talking about? This is supposed mm-hmm. to be about uh, wheels and versus circles about, versus uh, squares. The subject, the subject is. It's um, the subject. That's a good Derek's one. Circles versus squares. Derek's good. getting into. Uh, he's getting into fucking socioeconomic and <laughs> Israel and Palestine. <laughs> it's, yeah, what does that have to do with Christmas? What the gatherings? fuck is this guy talking about? Man, he's trailing off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's basically it's timely in that uh, the subject is uh, being that there's all these measures with the the COVID crisis. You, okay, yeah. Be it resolved that uh, you know not having big family gatherings for Christmas is not so bad, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't that's have to a have good that uh, creepy uncle over and shit like that. Good, that's a good uh, topic. Richard is so great, yeah. man. Fuck, yeah, he's he so is. Great. 
so innovative and thinking all the time with his great. He's topics. really packaged this live debaters live, yeah. which is it's not for the radio, so it's a, you got a little bit more freedom. Oh, cool! And it's longer, right? You're not on a strict clock for it to fit in that twenty twenty nine minute slot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we let it. You could let it breathe a little bit more. Right. But uh, for the online thing, he's actually so there's a winner and a loser of okay. the thing. And he uh, on that he bought a little trophy on Amazon so that at the end of the debate, both me and Erica, who's the uh, who I'm debating against, when Steve announces the winner, whoever is the winner has somebody to pass them the trophy. Oh, like Steve, cool! Steve, Steve will go off camera like that, and then I'll have Angela here. You know, oh, thank you, I won the trophy. That's hilarious. Like we're yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's clever. He's cute little things like that, and it goes a long way. The production yeah. value wise, for sure, it makes it fun and interesting, and people are. Smart guy. Uh, yeah, he's very smart, man. I love when he was uh, really taking the reins at uh, d- the debaters. Because yeah. he'd call, I don't know, man, He everyone, like, he calls me up. I mean, everyone's great, but he'd call, call me up and be like, he, I've got these, uh, how do you feel about this? And what do you what do you think if I tell you that? And then I would just give him my opinion on it, my yeah. stupid comedic opinion on things. And <laughs> then he'd be like, okay. I think you'd be great for this one. And then he would say the topic and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd love that. That's great. I'd love to do that. He's really like good at uh, working with the artist. Not a lot of producers are great at working no. with the artist. Not a lot is right. Yeah. But uh, Josh is, he does get, Josh is great too. Uh, he's and Tracy really, Rideout is really great too. Yeah. Tracy really does cherish. She really is very respectful to the artist and the process and the uh, yeah it's good when you get a good cool. producer man to work like it's so rare that i've had especially that especially at cbc to find yeah. a good producer at cbc yeah yeah i've i you know what man a lot of the ones i had were yeah at cbc i had some good ones there's some bad bad ones but you uh when you know how to work with an art like now that i think about it like more consciously like i feel like when i was doing stuff on 22 minutes uh, Corey Gibson, who I worked with on that man, we fuck, we worked so well. And now that I think about it more, uh, I think how well of a job he did and does. Like when you're out with him, and like, because it's e- easy to be like, well, that's not funny, and right. and just like, oh well, what the fuck, you just crushed my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I thought was funny, you know. Yeah. But he'll I guess like it's more push executives. You. It's more the executives that are usually yeah. It's the executives. No. Once you get what you got, then they go. Well, maybe we should change it because it might upset a sponsor. And you're like, what is this comedy or what are we fucking doing here? We're yeah. worrying about everybody's feelings or are we trying to make them laugh? You know, it's that's mm-hmm. the thing that gets a little bit uh, irritating. But uh, no, he's good. He was good. I'm glad that you get to work with him. Yeah. It's uh, next Monday. Is the, it for the, a corporation, the, for a company or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. Are you not allowed to knows? disclose the company? I don't remember who it is. <laughs> quite frankly, I think it's an insurance company, maybe. Okay, yeah, that'd be funny to throw some jokes in about the company in there or something uh, relatable. Relatable for the debatables. Um, so you... you uh, oh, yeah, okay. Two weeks. It's two due weeks? today, though. I have to get on it. Oh yeah, after you this, better get on it. After this, I'm gonna have to go have a nap, and then yeah, you sound like you're ready it. to get on it, buddy. You sound like you're you sound like you're ready for a nap. Really, is what it sounds. Yeah, I am. <laughs> what time did you wake up at? Uh, ten thirty. Ten thirty. Oh, so you yeah. went to bed real late. Yeah, like one thirty probably. One thirty. Wow, that's yeah. fucking. And you sleep more than that. Yeah, you're a napper. You like to sleep. Yeah, I'm a napper. I had two naps yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty great. Okay. Well, look, um, man, we don't have to hold hey, that you up. big fight tonight, eh? The big <laughs> yeah. Tyson, Tyson Roy Jones Jr. tonight. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know. I'm aware. Yeah. If, Who do you uh, like? Who do you like in that one? I don't know. I just uh, maybe if I uh, find a free stream, I'll watch uh, someone uh, beat the shit out of each other. But I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't two really. Old men, two old men. Two old punching. men. Oh, my osteoporosis. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's interesting. I think it's like, yeah, it'll be fun to see. I'm sure. It, I mean, it definitely sounds fun. If, I mean, to if watch they're both two ready, old guys beat gonna each be, other up. It's gonna, it's gonna be epic to see if they're both. Yeah. If they both really prepped and how old for is it. he? Do you know how old? Fifty Mike Tyson is? and fifty-two or something. I think one's born in sixty-six. And one's born in sixty-eight. Okay, like so he's so like, yeah, that's that's old, man, to be fucking beating each other up. I guess. Foreman, I think, fought when he was 50, though. Yeah? No, 50 or 40. I don't no, know, man. It's, yeah, maybe 40. I don't know, 50. That's a big yeah. fucking number to be beating each other up at. 
Yeah, no. I Should can't even tie my own fighting shoes. fighting over a parking. I'm only 47 and I can't even tie my shoes. <laughs> 50 years old, the only fight you should be getting in is a Walmart parking lot over a fucking spot or something. <laughs> Just some asshole. 50 years old, that's it. You shouldn't be fucking Or at your daughter's wedding. At your daughter's yeah. <laughs> Get in the fight at your daughter's wedding. <laughs> something like that. Nothing crazy about fucking pay-per-view, that's for sure. I don't think it's worth I know, uh, pay-per-view. The favorite. Well, of in course. Vegas has Tyson as the favorite. What's your uh, so? Are you doing? Are you doing uh, bets on that? I do. I do. I, I put the, I put a hundred bucks on Tyson. Oh yeah, you're putting a hundred. And I what is? What do you win? Let's say you put a hundred. What do you win? Uh, well, I parlayed it with some football games. Uh, so. <laughs> I love your fucking strategy. Tyson's got to well, win, because- but also a guy has to fucking score a touchdown at the same time. <laughs> at the, the exact same thing? moment, just fucking no. melanging well, all your sports. And I know it's I know it's dumb, <laughs> but it's, I, it bothers me. I think it's something to do maybe because I'm cheap. I don't know. But to if I wanted to bet, say to win a hundred dollars, yeah, uh, on Mike Tyson winning the fight, I would have to bet two hundred and fifty. I'd have to risk right. two fifty to win one hundred. Yeah, but it's just that that's the only thing that have to happen the way that I do it, which is probably not the best way. No one's saying that I'm a fucking. <laughs> no, nobody at all is genius. saying that. No one is saying that. I don't that. think anyone's <laughs> ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> so the way that I do it, I think I have Tyson. Uh, I have Tyson and the Rams and the Packers and the over in the Titans. Um Whoever the Titans are playing this week, I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Oh, anyway, man. so those, I have the over in that. So it's like I have three football things with Tyson. I like <laughs> how then, you also need and like then I a four hundred bucks. Yeah. See, you need like a, you need like a, some sort of a map to root. You know, show you what like how everything has to play out for you to win. Yeah. Like it's just so complicated. Why can't you just put a hundred dollar or put whatever twenty dollars? On so Mike I, Tyson. So put it this way: if I bet twenty dollars on Tyson, I win. Uh, what is it like seven dollars? So why not just put twenty on the other guy? You, you know you're gonna yeah, lose it. That's where I was tempted to do. I'm. I should be. Last week I took it. By the way, the picks I made last week, I took a fucking beating. There I you fucking, go. I lost. <laughs> like I, they were all bad picks. So a lot of underdogs won. Which yeah. why don't why don't I just bet the underdog? That way, I, my 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 theory of betting parlays like many. If I take the underdog in every game, yeah, I only have to, I, I'm still making more than I bet. That's the thing I hate when what I can win is less than what I can risk. Right. If you take all, all underdog, yeah. Like last week, there was a fucking like a three to one underdog that won. Yeah. So for my. My ten bucks, I would have made thirty bucks yeah. on that one game. Yeah. Where you now, I'm usually I'm going like fucking, you know, whatever, ten bucks on five games, and all five have to win, but and then I win fifty bucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't but know as soon why. As you take one underdog, you're you're in the money. You I'm know? not a gambler, but I think if I would do it, if I do gamble, it's like okay, just for fun, this game, I'll say they'll lose, and here's ten dollars or twenty dollars, <laughs> and that's it. I don't know how you get that. You get that thrill of like fucking. Oh my god, they've got to fucking score a touchdown while Mike Tyson beats up the other guy, and (laughs) there's a fucking golfer's got to get a birdie, otherwise I fucking lose a thousand (laughs) dollars. Like, well, fuck, look at the the outcome you've got to have here. This is insane. I am. I do want to get out again. I uh, Uh, like you said, the enjoyment that I get from winning is far overshadowed by the stress and misery that i get from such losing. a waste of time so why do i do I, I i was out i hadn't i didn't gamble for like seven months and i felt great my life felt light and fluffy yeah see and now i'm back in so now i'm the goal is now just to get down to zero that i with the with the bookie and and then just start watching football for fun again yeah just night. enjoy the sport man just enjoy the fucking game that you're supposed to be enjoying and loving the sport you know you like you talk yeah. about the guy who could throw a pass and catch a ball and do it all that's what's supposed to be fun about it watching yeah. the talent of the athlete not not fucking gambling the money then yeah he started he started broke. last week that guy that you're talking about Taysom Hill for the Saints yeah he started and he won. They won the game last week. See, wasn't and, that fun uh, to watch? So he's starting his second game this week. I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, that's a good scene. Because they're that's playing against, I think they're playing against Tom Brady. 
it's, it's almost like get... gamblers forgot that there's a game going on. You're just like, yeah. I just want the outcome. I don't want to see anyone really play. I just want the outcome. <laughs> Show me who's winning, and that's it. Well, look, man, uh, I hope uh, Mike Tyson doesn't get beat up too bad. And I hope he wins, actually, for your sake. But uh, I think it's whoever's whoever trained the best is gonna yeah. probably unless there's a lucky well, punch. When, but. You, when you're getting up there with fifty year olds, yeah, it's definitely whoever took their medication this morning. Yeah, I hope nobody dies. Jeez, that's whoever, scary. Whoever whoever remembered to take their medication will be fine. The other guy might be a little dizzy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, um, are we rounding it up? Are we doing? picks you want to do picks uh, are your picks going to be relevant you're doing picks for next week it's, no it's tomorrow well tomorrow's not going to air so you're not, not going to be relevant nobody's going unless we want to see if you win or lose yeah that's what kind yeah, of what's been going on let's do it and let's do the picks we'll let's get our through. timing back in so that we get these up in time for the, go, the football go through games. the picks and let's see Okay, so uh, we had uh, yesterday or, uh, Thursday for Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving games we had what the fuck just happened <laughs> you already Thanks. lost is that what yeah, happened yeah. did you already lose <laughs> your bets lost the lineup <laughs> um so on thanksgiving the american thanksgiving we had the texans and the lions i had the texans and they won and then we had the cowboys and washington i had the cowboys and washington fucking beat the shit out of the cowboys <laughs> so uh one for one and one there uh after that tomorrow we've got the chargers at the bills uh, that young court, two young quarterbacks, but I think the Bills are going to pull that one out. Oh yeah, this is it. The Titans and the Colts. Um, that's the one I have the over in to go with Mike Tyson. Um, the Titans are such a good team. I think it's going to be close, but I do think maybe I think the Colts are going to come out of that one victorious. Um, but I predict uh, over forty-five points. I think in that game. Okay. Panthers at the Vikings. Uh, that's gonna. That's a tough call too. Uh, I am going to take. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings in that game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater still hurt. Uh, so I'm going to take the Vikings over the Panthers. The Browns at the Jaguars. I still, I think the Browns are going to walk away with that one. The Jaguars are too, in, they have too many injuries. The Giants at the Bengals. The Bengals quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, went out with a blown out knee. It was not fun to watch. Uh, the Giants have picked it up the last few games. I think the Giants are going to beat the quarterbackless uh, Bengals. Cardinals Patriots. This is interesting. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game too. Although the Vegas is calling it at like low forties, um, Cardinals Patriots. The Patriots always find a way. See, but I do think the Cardinals are hot. The Cardinals did that. Did you see that last-second hail mary pass? No. Against the Bills, the no. Bills scored the go-ahead touchdown with like twenty-eight seconds left in the game. Pulled ahead. The Cardinals take the kick, flub the kickoff. They have one play left in the game. They're at midfield, whatever, and the quarterback, uh, Murray, threw up a Hail Mary, and um, DeAndre Hopkins, I think his name is, yeah, one of the best receivers in the league. He goes up. There's three Buffalo Bill uh, deep backs around him. He went up and fucking caught touchdown, winning touchdown, last play of the game. It was wow. crazy. Two touchdowns in the last 20 seconds of the game. It was wow. crazy. Wow. <laughs> so cool. I think the Cardinals are too hot right now, too hot, and – yeah. Uh, Cardinals over the Patriots. You heard it here first. Uh, Dolphins, Jets. I think the Jets are just done for. The Dolphins are going to handle them. Raiders, Falcons. Falcons just don't seem to have that winning touch. They put up a lot of points, but they can't win games. John Gruden's Raiders look really good. I think the Raiders are going to beat the Falcons. Saints, Broncos. My man, Taysom Hill. I really love this guy. The Saints are going to handle the Broncos, although the Broncos have been playing well lately too. But the Saints, uh, find they find a way. 49ers at the Rams. The 49ers are still beat up. Uh, the Rams came off a pretty good, well-coached game last week. The defense was great. The Rams are going to beat the 49ers, I believe. Chiefs-Buccaneers. Now, this is great. The new guy, uh, Patrick Mahomes, meeting the greatest of all time, arguably, Tom Brady, uh, the new guard and the old guard. Uh, I I'm going to give it to the Chiefs, even though they're playing in Tampa. Uh, I think Patrick plays well in the nice weather. So Chiefs over the Buccaneers. And then Bears-Packers tomorrow night, the night game. The Packers are going to, I think, beat the shit out of the Bears. Uh, although the Packers haven't been playing great the last two weeks. They've come out with wins, but they're 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 due for a, like a, a, a big Aaron Rodgers day. 
then Monday. Wow, there's a game on Tuesday this week. Um, Monday, Seahawks, Eagles. The Eagles are so crap. The Seahawks are going to do beat them in their sleep. Seahawks over the Eagles. And then on Tuesday, we've got the Ravens and the Steelers. The unbeaten Steelers and the underperforming Ravens. The Ravens have lost like three games that I'm like, wow, you guys are losing. You could lose games. Um, the Steelers are just too too good right now. They're too good. They're too well coached. I think the Steelers are going to hand the Ravens. I think it's their third. It will be their third loss in a row, uh, and they're playing in Pittsburgh. That's right up. If, you know, if they have, they could have a snowstorm. That would be right up their alley. It's going to be great. So the Steelers over the Ravens, and that's where we're at for Week Twelve. There we go, man. It's uh, hope. Best of luck, my friend. Thanks. Best of luck with <laughs> the you. bets, and I, I hope they all uh, they all hit. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. We'll uh, keep uh, keep doing your thing, buddy. We'll uh, keep in touch. We'll talk next you week. Too. Be safe, everybody. Don't yeah. forget to wash your hands. What the? <laughs> James is starting to do the dishes. Hey, man, once, just wash it. Just watch it. Washing her hands. That's all. <laughs> that uh, was perfectly safe, on cue. <laughs> right when you said, don't forget to wash, wash your, your hands. hands. Like, okay, the fucking okay. sink <laughs> just turned on. <laughs> uh, give my best to your parents and will, uh, your wife and everybody. Yeah, be man. well. Be healthy. Have a great week. Same to you guys be over safe, there. Be safe, everybody. Be kind. It's a time of year that we should be more kind. Do something nice for somebody and see what happens. Just do it from six feet away. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Cheers. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>